Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. I'm Luke Charles, and we are so glad you could join us. Before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord. We just thank you that we have a relationship with you, Lord. We can come and talk to you, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your word, Lord, and that it's a mirror for us to look into, Lord, so we can examine our own lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we get into the Word and continue our study in the book of Ephesians. We are in chapter 4, and we are continuing to cover verses 17 through 32. So if you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I just want to encourage you to take the opportunity to pause the episode and have a moment to read that section of Scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you might have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. Something that the Lord was showing me about, um, especially verse 29, where it talks about not letting corrupt words proceed out of, out of our mouths except what's good and necessary for edification, that it imparts grace to the hearers, you know, short paraphrase version. And what that meant was the what the Lord had shown me concerning that the corrupt word didn't just limit itself to profanity, but it's any word that would tear someone down, um, drive them away from pursuing the Lord or lying to them. Lying is considered a corrupt word as well, a string of corrupt words. And he here Paul is teaching through the Holy Spirit through Paul is teaching us to watch what we say not just so we don't use cuss words or we don't offend somebody but it's so we don't offend our father who's in heaven because we see in the gospels when jesus was teaching his disciples and told them if you gave a cup of water to one of these little ones they did it to him and if they didn't give a cup of water to one of the little ones they didn't do it to him so everything that we do to our brothers and sisters and the people around us it's ultimately reflected on what we're doing to the lord whether we're treating him with love and kindness as we should and reciprocating what he's given us in the relationship or we're mistreating him. Often the children of Israel in the wilderness, they thought they were going to, they were worshipers of God and Moses was complaining one time going, Lord, what have you done to me? The people are getting ready to stone me. And the Lord had told Moses that the people weren't angry with Moses. They weren't doing that against Moses. It was against the Lord as it had been the entire time. They just, Moses just happened to be the face that the children of Israel could see, but their heart and their actions were really towards the Lord. So here back in Ephesians, when we're speaking with other people, yes, it may be so-and-so's face in front of us, but that's actually what we're doing to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is going, bridle that, get rid of it, uproot it. There's no place for this in your life. And when you see, when you choose and uproot the, the corrupt words and the, 
the unloving words that are coming out of your mouth you'll see these other things like bitterness wrath anger clamor evil speaking and malice and all works of evil they will be um eradicated and removed because you've gotten to the root of the issue and you have chosen to submit to the lord and to follow his guidance and then on the second half of what we should be talking about is all that's good for edification and imparts grace to the hearers it isn't based on what we think they need to hear or what we feel like they should hear it's based on what jesus says to say to them that matters that's the necessary edification words that will impart grace to the hearer and that doesn't mean the, the grace to the hero doesn't mean they always receive the instruction. It just means that you're in alignment with what God is telling you to do. And as far as you're concerned, you fulfilled the commandment in the way that the Lord asked you to. So that you have fulfilled your part of the bargain, if you will. And the results is the Lord's responsibility. Instead of you putting your hands on it and trying to make the outcome which you think it should be using your words. That's a lesson that I've had to learn, and I'm still in the process of learning, like how to speak with my brothers. There are times when I want to impart something to them, but the way I go about it determines the outcome. If I'm always nagging them, they're less likely to listen to me. But if I come with grace and love and compassion and kindness, they're more they're more apt to listen to me, and I get the results that I'm looking for, which is for them to take what I'm trying to pass on to them and watch them excel and become better or more efficient in one area or aspect of their life. The Lord's doing the same thing to us and we should be doing the same thing to others, teaching them the right ways and the things of God, not teaching them our own ideologies or thought processes and what we think it should be like because it's wrong. Our minds lie, so do our eyes and our ears when we rely on the flesh. Only with the help of the Holy Spirit can we get the accurate information that we need, relay it in the way it needs to be relayed, and the Lord have his outcome. Okay, well said. Amen. Promise? Along the lines of what you were saying, Layla, you mentioned about being, having corrupt words isn't just using profanity, but it's also speaking nastily to others. We read early inside of verse twenty five where it says, Do not be angry and sin Do not be angry and do not sin. Be angry and do not sin. And also do not let the sun go down on your wrath. We also see that here that's an aspect of us loving our neighbor. It's important for us to immediately forgive that person or else no matter what we say and what we do, it's always our anger is always could be coming across. And we see that with, especially with people who hold grudges. And while, especially, I've seen that in my own life, it's been, it may be a couple of days before I get back to the same place where I was. I'm unable to move forward inside of the Lord inside of that manner because of that. And I'm not able to address the other areas that the Lord needs me to address so I can move forward in Him. And when I do address those areas, it's, me, I have to go back and address other areas first. Do you understand what is meant by be angry and do not sin? Do you? Uh, I don't think I understand the be angry part. So, it's not about being angry with the individual. Right? Because we are to love our neighbor as ourself, right? Mm -hmm. yes. Two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God. 
and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I can love you, and I do. Now, I don't have to love everything that you're doing. I don't have to condone it, not for one second, especially when it is outside of the will, plan, purpose, and covenant of the Lord. When it's outside his nature, character, and attributes. Yes? Yes. Yes. So, I believe it's David. He says he hates sin. And other places, that's how the Lord feels about it. He still loves the individual. But he hates what they do. He loved the Lord and loved the children of Israel in the wilderness. And they just chose to be in opposition to him. Right? Yes. yes. This goes back to Layla, what you said. They were actually against the Lord. However, they took it out on not the Lord who they could not see. Yes, they saw the the pillar of cloud, they saw the smoke, all those things, right? Yes. But they didn't see the Lord as in in the flesh, right? Yes. So who did they take it out on? Moses and anybody else who held the testimony of God's truthfulness and his accuracy. Absolutely. Primarily Moses. But then when Aaron was alongside him, yep, them, uh, Aaron as well. And then Joshua and Caleb, right? Yes. Okay, so so notice this throughout, and, and even in your own lives, all you who are listening, we are still called to love the person. And because of that love, I can extend, as you said, Layla, that grace to them. And I can, <coughs> excuse me, and because of that love and grace that was first given to me and us, I and we can and should forgive because we've been forgiven of so much. Yes? Yes, Dad. Yes. I still, even though I forgive the person, I still don't have to condone or like or love what they do. That is a difference. Yes, Dad. All right. But then, so I can be angry with sin, with anything that is in opposition to the Lord. Again, the actions. You brought up lying. All right, which goes to verse 25. Yes. Therefore, putting away lying. Let each one of you speak truth. Why? And you talked about, it's not just one word, or or it's not just cursing or cussing, but it's also the lying is included. Why? Because it has a specific intent. And that intent is what? To draw people away from the Lord. And the truth, and to create or cast doubt. To, again, yes, as you stated, draw them away. There's it's a specific focus and intention. And the Lord knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. And guess what? He'll reveal those things. Yes, Dan? So, yes, Dan? But, again, let's, let's understand who Paul is addressing in this. He's not addressing unbelievers. He is addressing the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, in Ephesus. That's who this letter is too. And again, we talked about in Ephesians 4, many churches as in congregations. 
have held this up as a standard to walk by and live by. And if, especially Ephesians 4. And look at Ephesians 4 church as the, the epitome, if you will, of what we are to aspire to be, where all the gifts are being are in use. All the offices are in use by all. It's flowing and functioning. But as we read this, there's some correction happening, some admonishment, some encouragement, and a lot of it. Over half the chapter is saying, hey, this is who you are. You're the new man. All right, you're a new creation in Christ. So therefore, put away all these other things. Yes, Dan? It's not just a church functioning and flowing and operating under the power of the Lord. It's saying, hey, first utilize this in your own life to put these things away from you. These things that don't reflect our Lord, our Savior, and His nature, character, and attributes in your life. And that's how, the start of how, the church begins to operate in power. Which is what the church has aspired to do. We all want to see the power. The power of God. Well, let's remove the things in our lives that don't reflect Him. Or that limit Him from operating and moving. We can't willfully be in opposition and then go, wow, I don't understand why we don't have all the power of the Lord moving and flowing in this church. I'll say it a different way. You can't shut the Lord out and then expect him to move. Then I would have to ask the question, whose, whose church are you? Whose body do you think you are? Who is your heavenly father? If you attempt to shut him out, how can it be both? Mm-hmm. Yes, Dan? Yes, Dan. So let's all understand that. Who else? Were you still going, Promise? You can go to Charles. Well, what the Lord was sharing with me as we see here that um, as you're speaking, that you're talking about how the Apostle Paul is not talking to unbelievers and how the Lord is reminding me as Christians we try to brush up the outside of our appearance when we come to the Lord and try to look presentable. But we see here inside of verse 23, um, he says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's ultimately what Paul is getting at here. Um, he's talking about having a mindset and renewing our mindset of these things. And we see that also in various places inside the gospel, we see Jesus, he was dressed the Pharisees. He said, you clean, you cleanse the outside of the cup, but the inside's filthy, referring to their hearts, meaning that they purify the outside of their bodies but their inner man was filthy and we can see here that he's also referring to how we think about or how we process inside of a situation he's encouraging us not to have to wrestle ourselves to do what's right in the moment but to get to such a place where it comes out naturally doing the right thing that is it comes out naturally from our hearts because that's what we meditate and that's what we dwell on and we see here that he's addressing the fact that you guys are walking in all these various ways that don't glorify Christ because you're not practicing what the Lord did or what the Lord's teaching you. you if you go back up, um, you see that inside of verse 20, but you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Christ. He's saying that we have to understand and be able to listen to the Lord and willing to listen to what he's telling and teaching us in the moment in order to fully see the change that's occurring. 
we're not supposed to be looking for a way to get the Lord off our backs and say, okay, Lord, we it's not for us to try to strike, strike a bargain with the Lord. Say, if you leave me alone for three days, then I'll deal with this one area. That's not what the Lord wants. He wants us to exemplify all the attributes and characteristics of Christ. And I know in my own life, I uh, talked to the Lord about it. I said, oh, Lord, but that's Jesus. Of course he could do that. And it's not quite the same way for me. And how the Lord reminded me that in all the various places in Scripture where it says that we're supposed to be transformed into the image of Christ, it never says that we're supposed to get there part way and then our journey ends. But we're supposed to be striving to get there completely. <laughs> and uh, I love that you brought that up. Because it talks about the the mind and renewing the mind. But how do we do that? Our heart, first and foremost, has to be open to the Lord. <clears throat> we have to dwell on Him. Because wherever our heart is, there... Our treasure is also. Okay, there our treasure is also. So, let's also recognize, and Scripture says it very plainly, what comes out of the mouth proceeds from... The heart. the heart, not the mind. So wherever our treasure is, whatever our treasure is on, that's in our heart. And those yes. are the things that we're going to dwell on, that we're going to meditate on, that we will think on constantly. So let's understand that. Because maybe there, yes, we need to renew our mind. But maybe we need to examine our heart and where we're at. Yes, Dan. yes, Dan. And what we're dwelling on and focusing on. Where is the majority of our attention going to? And is it helping us grow and develop in our relationship with the Lord? Or is it hindering our relationship? All right. And you brought this up, promise. You said, hey, if I don't uproot these things, I'm paraphrasing what you're saying. If I don't uproot these things from my life, if I continue to dwell on it and meditate on it and then some days pass now i have more things to go back and fix right yes is that us now i'm glad you can recognize that and you shouldn't remain there right yes and now that you recognize that in yourself uproot those things that prevent you that hinder you and actually create more hurt and harm in your life. Yes, yes Dan. Then, yes, Dan. Immediately. Because the Holy Spirit speaks to us immediately in the moment, actually even before it happens. All right? Yes. Yes, yes. Dan. In every temptation, He gives us a way of escape. And it's not that the Lord is caught off guard. He knows what's coming before it happens. So, if our Lord gave us everything else before we even knew we had need of it, do you think he's not also giving us the way of escape before we even knew what what we had need of? He is. Yes. Okay. So the question is more, will we listen to him and not just hear his words, but will we act upon them? Will we do them? Will we apply it to our life in the moment, immediately, and not delay? He's dead. Yes, putting Dan. ourselves in a, I'll say, a bad place, right? Yes. And hindering our relationship with the Lord. All those things matter, or should matter, to you in your life, for you, and for me in my life, for me. 
yes, Dan. Each yes, one Dan. individually. Yes, so there's a lot in there for today. So let's pause there. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for this time in the word this morning. God, we thank you for showing us those areas that we need to fix and correct. Lord, we ask that you'll give us strength and guide us into the correct solution, Lord, so that we become your sons and daughters, Lord, and we exhibit your characters and your attributes that when those who when people look at us, Lord, they see that we're your children and they see you, Jesus. We thank you for our partners and listeners. We thank you that you're blessing them and that you're causing them to excel and to grow. Lord, protect their minds and their hearts as they go to work, as they go to school, Lord, as they go wherever it is that you have for them to go, Lord. Guide them in all truth and show them things to come by your Holy Spirit, Lord. And we thank you for all that you provided through your word, Lord, both written and spoken. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.